0: Yo Keith Brown, man, that's my dog. When we lined up after they called the play, uh, I looked inside, then I saw that the nickel was pressed. And when I saw that the nickel was pressed, I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be six. Like this is like this gonna be like the first touchdown of the season. Ball was in the air and I just turn around and you'll just perfect mm. Two on the field, number one in y'all's hearts. It's Chase Lane coming to you live with episode one of the pod of Aggie Land. Um, really excited to get this podcast started. Um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, shout out to Permee Media, my guys over there, getting me right, getting me set up with my own podcast. So um, without further further ado, let's just let's just hop right into it. So um, a little bit about me outside of football. Uh, I just graduated. Um, August 12th I got my bachelor's in communication I actually graduated in three years and I still have three years left of eligibility with the whole red shirt and the COVID year and everything like that so um, I'm working on my master's this year in sports management and um, that's been amazing grad school has been so fun for me Um, it's so different from undergrad because all my grad school classes are online so like my number one obligation to leave the house is until like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's been amazing in that I can just wake up late and, you know, just chill in my crib, chill in my dog. And it's this an amazing feeling. Um, but yeah, um, life has been pretty good for me. Um, I'm the president of my own organization, a student-led organization called The Blueprint, which stands for Black Leaders Who Undertake Excellence and basically Um, Our motive is to provide a safe space for Black student athletes at a predominantly white institution. So um, that's been amazing. It's our third year on campus, and we've been making tremendous strides in the right direction. Now on to the good stuff. Um, College football is back, and everybody was excited about that. Obviously, probably the the best time of the year is the fall season. So um, just recapping a couple of games. um, That UNC and Appalachian State game. Man, we weren't we weren't able to watch it because um, we were in the middle of a game. But um, we had that crazy weather delay. and We were able to, like, get the end of it um, at halftime at our elongated uh, halftime that we had. And, man, that onside kick that UNC came back with with the touchdown and then App State missing the two point conversion. That was that was just some crazy stuff. And it's actually crazy because we got App State week two. So, you know, <laughs> film's going to be crazy this week. Uh, getting ready for them, because, you know, he's put up 61 points, but um, I got the ultimate faith in our defense, obviously. Um, Oregon versus Georgia. Um, Actually, one of my old uh, teammates and fellow receivers, Caleb Chapman, he transferred to Oregon um, this past uh, summer, and uh, it was a bloodbath. It was a bloodbath, you know. Georgia reloaded, and I've seen the video of that big end they had, and he hurdled the dude, and then he trucked the dude down the sideline. So that wasn't too fun to see, but, uh, you know, Georgia's a, a tremendous program, and they took care of bits on Saturday like they always do. Um, Cincy versus Arkansas. Uh, I actually didn't know who I had winning that game. It could have gone either, either way because um, Cincy and Arkansas, they both have good programs, but... Um, Arkansas has a good coach, and I feel like they're starting to buy into their program. So, um, having them as our first SEC opponent, I think like week four, week five, or something like that, that's going to be kind of interesting in Jerry's world in the Cowboys stadium. So, I'm going to be looking forward to that game as well. Um, Notre Dame versus Ohio State. Um, that game, I don't think it really lives up to the hype. Um, it was like the final score was like 21 to 10. Uh, some of house house's key guys got hurt, but um, I ha- I did have a house that went in that game, so um, it was good to see them come out on top, just so I can say that they, I picked that team to win. But now getting on to us, the Aggies, man. We had our, our first game against San Jose State at 11 a.m., and uh, I'm going to talk about kind of a pregame, like what that looks like from Friday all the way to Saturday after the game. So Um, day before a game, we have our team meeting at 2 o'clock p.m., and um, it's for the travel squad only, obviously. So we have team meeting, and then we have a special teams meeting, and then we have um, position meetings. And and in our position meetings, we usually go over um, the first 15 plays that we're going to be running in the game to start the game. And uh, we take those first 15 plays, and then we actually go out and do a walkthrough, like a whole team walkthrough. And the offense is able to um, go through their schemes and the plays that they're going to be running and they, that they schemed up for the week. And the defense has their time to um, go over their calls and their schemes and their blitzes and this that, and the third and the special teams they get to go through their whole spiel. And then um, after that, um, we love the buses. We go to team dinner at um, this hotel called Cavalry Court. And the food is so crazy, like. Uh, salmon, mac and cheese, corn, rice, wings, ice cream, brownies, it's everything. So I load up in the early game. I like to load up on a meal, like a big meal the night before, because I don't like to eat that early. And then we go to the hotel and uh, we get there. Uh, we get to put our bags um, in our rooms and we get to kind of debrief about like 10, 15 minutes, but then we'll have, we'll come back downstairs and we'll have uh, another team meeting and then we'll have another special teams meeting. And then, um, we have an optional chapel, which I kind of like because, um, guys who like, like me, I'm very spiritual and I have a, um, a high faith in God. So, um, we get to go and, um, hear just a quick little sermon for 30 minutes before we come back and have more meetings with, um, coach Fisher and, um, after that to kind of get us ready for the game like um the video staff they put on like a little highlight like video of like plays and of just like good moments that we've had as a team like um in the years past and um just from last season especially so we had a lot of clips from the Alabama game and um a lot of clips from the Auburn game because of like two of our most memorable wins from last year so um it's always fun and then um we're usually done around like 8.30 to 9, and then lights are out or room checks are at 10 o'clock, and you kind of have the night um, to yourself after that, but waking up for game day for an early game is probably the hardest part of the whole deal because um, we have to wake up at 6 a.m. We have our team walks, so what we do, I don't know if any other team does this, but um, before every game, the day of the, the morning of the game, we have a team walk around the hotel, and it's literally just a walk, like a lap around the hotel. I guess just to wake us up. I hate doing it, but um, we had to do our team walk at 6:30 in the morning, and then since we had an early game, we didn't have breakfast. We just had a pregame meal. So um, we had our pregame meals after that, and then um, we had time to go upstairs, put our suits on because our coach was like, but well, we have to wear suits. Like that's a required attire." And then um, we do something called chair drill, where the offense goes into, like, a ballroom, and we kind of set up chairs, like, at the O-line and, like, the receivers. And we kind of have, like, a, a fake defense in front of us, and we go through our plays again, the first 15 plays again. Um, Coach is really superstitious, so he likes to make sure, like, everybody's on point with their assignments. So um, we do chair drill. And then we get on the buses and then we go do our spear walk. And that's my favorite part because I get to show off like my fits and what I'm wearing that week for the fans. And um, we get to see our parents and our and our family members and our friends beforehand. And um, and then it's off to war. So um, getting to the actual game, um, let's talk about the first quarter. Um, our first two drives, I think we were three and out, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, it just... First game nerves, and we have a lot of new guys on uh, on the field now with like the freshmen and guys who just haven't really played before. So, in um, adjusting it to playing in that stadium is no joke. Because I know when I first had to step into that stadium and start, it was a big deal for me as well. But um, we we didn't click uh, offensively like we uh, like we would wanted to. But you know it just comes with time and just staying uh, persistent and believing in what you're being coached to do. Um. Uh, I was targeted twice in the first quarter, or I mean the first, yeah, in the first quarter. Um, the first one could have been a big play. I even talked to Haynes after it. He just had to get the ball down because I kind of, I had a, like a widened seam route up the shoot, but um, the safety rode over the top. So where he had to throw, he had to kind of fit me in the hole, but he sailed it high, obviously, and anybody saw but we talked about it. It was all good. But then the second one, that could have been a touchdown. And um, he told me he got pressure. And I came off to the sideline, and Coach Fisher was like, you were wide right open, weren't you? And I was like, yeah, I was open, I was open. So uh, it was hard because, you know, everybody wants to score. Everybody wants to have their moment of shine, moment of fame. So um, I thought I was going to have mine. didn't happen, but um, it is what it is. My My teammates, they were able to get into that chicken box and get their touchdown. So I was really happy for them. Um, Yo Keith Brown man that's my dog he went deep I remember when we called the play it was called uh, I'm not going to say what the play call is but I have it underneath in route and he has the ability to uh, run it or run a hash read like a like a mini seven step post or he can take it over the top so when we lined up after they called the play uh, I looked inside to make sure he was on the ball number one, but then I saw that the nickel was pressed. And when I saw the nickel was pressed, I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be six. Like this is like, this gonna be like the first touchdown of the season. And so I ran my route and then like right when I broke like and broke my head around to look for the ball, the ball was in the air, and I just turned around and Yule was just mm. took it to the end zone. And then I'm I was so happy for him because um he's grown a lot. He's a he's a sophomore. And just seeing his maturity from when he first got here and to, like, where he is now and how the coaches are really starting to count on him to be, like, a like a um, consistent contributor in our offense, it was really good for him to um, get that first touchdown. I know my first touchdown, what that feeling was. So I can only imagine what he felt like um, with just everything that he's been through. So kudos to my dog. You'll keep Brown number eight, um, hopefully trying to get him on the show when these episodes um and I'm moving on to the second quarter Sam Houston was moving the ball um they are moving the ball like I mean obviously our defense is like amazing but um they they came to play because they came to play they, they they were able to move the ball they were able to get some three and outs on us um but my guy Jordan, uh Gilbert he was able to get a pick and kind of swing some momentum for us um but then you know we had um another three and out and then we came back and um, I think we had an interception in there, and um, the defense just kept getting stops, kept getting stops, kept getting stops. Kept getting stops but we just couldn't get it together um, until the end of that half. Um, we had a missed field goal, you know, just you know, just those things that that you kind of don't want to happen in your first game. You know, they just happen, but you know, life happens sometimes. So um, you know that that was unfortunate, but we had some growing pains so we had to get through in that game. But then um, to close out the second quarter and to close out the half, a nice came back with um, a the a touchdown. And funny thing was, it was actually the same play that Yulke scored on, but they were just in two in different positions. And it was funny because we were on the field and um, it was supposed to be Yule, but um, Coach Fisher sitting up on the sideline for a nice and Yule to switch because, um, just because we, I, we weren't getting the same coverage that we got on Yokee's touchdown, but um, so and he, like you know, now he's being a four-year starter. You know, he just has more, uh, more just awareness of like how to run the routes against the coverages because he's, he's done it so many times. So, um, same route, same in route. Uh, we were in a trip set, so we had three receivers to one side. So the third receiver, he ran like a crossing seam to pull the safety out of the picture and then we had the nickel playing off this time and Anais just worked it outside half, boom, boom, slipped him right up the seam and then I think what people don't realize and like what I say, like, you'll keep Brown has grown so much in this game. You'll, like, Anais doesn't score if you'll keep doesn't make that block and if you go back and watch the highlights, you people in the stadium were even saying, like, boom, like, every time they showed it because you'll keep winning, like, winning, like, clean the dude so nice can break away and go score. And um, it's kind of funny because at the beginning of fall camp, um, Coach Fisher was just showing this, like, old, old film of, like, his, his teams at LSU and his teams at Florida State, uh, about just how, how hard those guys used to play at the wideout position and just the offense as a whole and how they really, like, played for each other and, um, like, just blocking guys down the field and just making these cleanup blocks so guys can score. And that really – I feel like we've never really had, like, Plays of us where we like, you know, we're just cleaning guys up for each other and just knocking guys out and just getting everybody turned on the sideline. So um, watching you'll do that. And then they they slowed it down on the big screen. Like that was cool. And, then uh, you know, a nice and you'll keep are actually like really close off the field. So like I feel like that was like like a nice little, like, little brother moment. So um, that was that was pretty cool. If you look at both of those touchdowns, they were both over 50 yards, I'm pretty sure. And I know that, like, from the fan standpoint, like, we have lacked big plays, big explosive plays down the field in um, in the years, in the past, since Coach Fish has been here. So I think yesterday was kind of a glimpse that fans can start to expect us to do. If you notice, uh, we did a lot of um, empty sets uh, on yesterday with, like, four receivers wide. And we were throwing the ball down the field, trying to get the ball down the field. Um they started dropping eight, so I think that Haynes, um, I think he'll see when we watch film tomorrow as a team that he'll see that he could have checked down some of those throws that were interceptions just because they were dropping so many guys. But um yeah, we're trying to we're trying to open up the playbook this year. And I feel like um we've been we've us as receivers, we've always wanted to do that, but you know, just the the, the personnel. We had Jalen Watemaier tight end and um we had Isaiah Spiller and you know, him and Devon A. Chain, that's like a two headed monster back there in the backfield. So you had to respect the run. But I feel like now, um, since we we do have some some more veteran leadership in the receiver room in terms of like me and Anayas, but we also have these young guys who can go as well. And they've picked up the playbook like Evan Stewart and, and Chris Marshall and Yookee Brown and Moose Muhammad and all all the guys in that room, Noah Thomas and I feel like he's really starting to trust us because we have been Consistent, and we've been making plays in practice, and we've we been, been making plays all fall camp. So, um, yeah, I feel like fans can really, truly this year really start to see in the start that pill around, and it's going to be some some fun times, especially in that stadium this year. And I'm really looking forward to it. Then we get to halftime. So <sighs> we got we do we did our normal halftime thing where the offense we meet on one side, the defense meets on the other side, and. Um, we know we just, we like re- refuel, get our snacks, get our Gatorades, this, that, and the third. Uh, and then we were coming out the tunnel and I'm like kind of in the middle of the back of the, like i walking out of the locker room and people were like stopping, like at the front of the tunnel. And I'm like, like, what's the deal? Like, like what are we doing? What are we doing? And then strength coaches come back and they're like, oh, everybody go inside, everybody go inside. And we were like, why? And they're like, uh, we're lightning delay. So I'm just like, oh. And mind you, in all of the games I played in football, period, I don't think I've ever had a lightning delay, like ever. So that was. And then once they explained the rules to us, like they said, um, after lightning strikes in a 10 mile radius, it's like you have a 30-minute, like, waiting time. But if lightning starts, if, if, if another lightning strike strikes again, that 30-minute clock starts over. So, you know, we we went back in the locker room. Coaches were like, no phones, no phones. Everybody stay locked in. Everybody stay locked in. And mine, it was so cold in the locker room. It was so cold. So guys were literally, like, sitting in their lockers were, like, getting, like, hooded up in their towels. And, like, you know, you don't want to take your pads off because you're sweaty because you got to put them back on. So everybody's in their cleats and their pads and guys are huddled up in their towels and their lockers. Uh, our receiver coach, he came in and he like gave us like a bag of footballs. And he was just telling us to like throw footballs around to like keep our hands warm. And so then we go back outside and our strength staff is like, okay, we're warming up. Like we're going to, we're about to go back out there. Like right before we start warming up, they're like, okay, go back inside another, another delay. So then we have to go back inside and then you know guys starting to get restless, quiet like quiet as kept guys started pulling out their cell phones. you know, nobody could resist that i I got on my cell phone for a little bit. I took off text to my parents asking them what if it was raining um but it was actually kind of funny because, um we did have some fans like kind of stay in the stands, and so some of the guys would like go down to the end of the tunnel and they would like like go interact with the fans and like the fans would like just be cheering. I actually went down there and started dancing. But it was pretty funny, so um, that part that part of it was cool. And then we came back upstairs, and, and we were wondering if Sam Houston was going to forfeit. But at that time, the score was only 17-0. so obviously, like they still think that they're in the game. And you know, they're like, oh no, we're going to compete, yada, yada yada yada. They just had the third, so you know we had to win. And we know our coach Jumbo, he's for sure not going to forfeit the game because that's just not who he is. And so we knew um, if this game was going to be played, it was going to be played today. And if it was going to be played at eight o'clock, it was going to be played at eight o'clock. So after all that, we were able to finally warm up. Um, They gave us like a 20 minute warm-up on the field. And it just felt so weird just being out there. Like it felt like you were getting ready for a second game. Like it felt like you were playing like two games in one day. So like, like we were out there running routes and like some guys were like dropping balls and, Like, guys are, like, slipping our rounds. And it's kind of, like, it's hard because, like, it's already hard enough to, like, lock in for, like, a half of football. But trying to come back from, like, a a elongated halftime, like, we were in the locker room for two and a half hours. And so having to deal with that and then trying to lock back in and remember, like, remind yourself that you're playing in a football game, like, that was extremely hard. But um, we came out in the third quarter um finally got finally got my first catch of the game um I had a little out route. I took it up 17 yards you know kind of got the kind of got the sideline back into it and got the crowd back into it um actually had a nice cut block um in that same drive like a couple of plays later and it was um that my block actually helped like Devon A. Shane like get out to the sideline and get like a, another first down so we were moving the ball we were moving the ball and um, we got down to the goal line, uh, tight zone area, and Devon punched it in and made the score 24-0. And Coach Fisher always talks about how it's so important to score before the half and if you get the ball. That's why we always we always kick the ball to start the game because he wants the opportunity to get the ball before the half to score, and then he wants the ball back at the beginning of the second half to put more points on the board. So it's an opportunity for you to get 10, 14 points before the other team even, other team even touches the ball again. So – um, it's kind of he's very strategic in his coaching style. So um, we were able to put more points on the board, scores 24-0. Um, our defense, of course, got another stop. Um, I don't know if he scored on that next drive, but um, we, you know, we were moving the ball, moving the ball, had a three and out, um, you know, just some first game woes. And um, I think the weather definitely played a factor in that second half. Kind of, you know, the field was – kind of slippery and then the ball getting on the ground the ball was kind of slippery but um within those woes I I, I still do think we put like good stuff on film and I do think that we um accomplished a lot of what we wanted to accomplish in this game obviously we didn't want to pull out the whole playbook for week one against Sam Houston no offense Sam Houston but we weren't going to um pull everything out of the, the the bag right now but I think what we had uh, planned and what we game plan for and what we scheme for I feel like we were pretty successful in executing that um in the most part. And then moving on to the fourth quarter, um I had another catch on the sideline, another first down. And um ultimately that quarter um ended up a nice and another touchdown. Um that play is that play is in my opinion unguardable. So we have like we go Two by two sets. So two receivers to the left of the field, two receivers to the right of the field. They run vertical for five yards and then they switch release. And it kind of puts the defense in the bind, especially the corners and the safeties, because on both of those routes that switch, like if there's a guy if there was a guy on top of a nice, he would have the ability to run a comeback. But they had a busted coverage, obviously, because a nice was open. By, like, nakedly open, open down the sideline by himself and just ran it in like an open touchdown. So, um, good play call by Coach Fisher and the staff. Uh, made the score 31-0. And, um, oh, big credits to Coach D.J. Durkin, our defensive coordinator, um, in his first game as a defensive coordinator for Texas AM, posted a shutout. And I feel like fans can uh, really look forward to that because his defense is very... Going against, going against going against his defense in practice is very challenging because it's a lot of different looks. It's a lot of different coverages. Um, they drop eight. They drop five. It's a lot of different things that goes into that. So you're so worried in the defense while you're playing offense that you you, you get away from what you had to accomplish on offense. And um, I feel like our defense is going to cause a lot of troubles, like it has done with Coach Elko, uh, who moved on to Duke University, but. I feel like our um, defense will continue to cause problems for teams that come into that stadium, wherever we go. But uh, yeah, Haynes, you know, that, that QB battle had a lot of, had a lot of attention in, uh, in fall camp. And um, I feel like all three of those guys could have rightfully been the, been the guy for us, but um, you know, I I have a lot of faith in Haynes and um, he seems to have the, the, the best grasp of the offense right now just because this is his third year in, in the system and um, you, you can just kind of tell the practice he just comes with a with a different kind of swag and, um, and, a, and a confidence in himself so uh, I wouldn't let the interceptions from yesterday like wear anybody or put anybody in panic mode it's just you got to remember like this guy only played one true game last year before he had a season in the injury so um, just give him some time. Um, he's a great player. All three of them are great players, but Haynes is a great player, and he's going to continue to make plays that he like he made on Saturday. The, the good plays, obviously. So, um, my guy Nia's um, six receptions, 164 yards, and two tuds. Like that's an ideal stat line that any receiver would want, and um, it just goes to show that like this offense is not just restricted to running the ball. And that has been the stigma around our team ever since Coach Pitcher has gotten here. But um like even like guys like Caleb Chapman, he like when we when we beat Florida two years ago, he had nine catches and hundred ninety seven yards. Like the most yards ever in a in a Texana football game at receiver. So um this offense has so many different levels to it and so many different components to it that I feel like now we're in a position to where we can start slinging the ball around and um um, the more faith that Coach Fincher has in us, that receiver, he'll put that faith into Haynes and then letting him just unleash and just um, get the ball down the field. So um, you can expect no number, more numbers like that from Anaius, um, from myself, from Evan, from any guy in that room. Any guy in that room is capable of putting up those numbers. So I'm really, really eager for um, the fans to see what we got scheming up this year on the offensive side of the ball. The last minute things, man, from the game, um, obviously you know, like I said earlier, everybody wants to have the moment of fame. Um, I only had two catches this, this past week, you know, going into that, I saw a lot of more opportunities for myself and watching film and just how they're going to play me to the field because I am a field receiver, but you know, it all comes in time. And, um, I know that I'm going to get my shine on, especially because I'm healthy this year and um i just know that there's some so there's some good things for me in store so you know i'm just keep my head down i'm gonna keep working um and just be ready for my number when they call it. so i thank everybody for listening to this episode first episode of the part of aggie from yours truly um, chase lane uh later this week the season pass for this podcast will be live um, we're gonna have a free episode just like this one on mondays where you can listen on spotify apple and youtube and um, we're also going to be having a bonus episode every Thursday where I'll be taking, well, excuse me, where I'll be talking about the week of practice previewing or previewing our upcoming game um, this week will be against Appalachian state um, interviewing a teammate or someone related to the program. You know, you never know. Um, really, really excited for these uh, Thursday episodes and I'll be answering listener questions. So um, if you want to get that content, make sure y'all get you alls season pass. I know y'all, I know y'all, um, will really love this so it's it's it really worth it just please get y'all see them and we'll post that link for everyone so keep an eye out for the and keep an eye out for it and i appreciate the support from everybody so appreciate the love and thank you all